You're listening to episode 69 of the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast. And I am so excited today to introduce you to an amazing guest. Her name is Jordan Wright. She is an author and a nonfiction ghostwriter. And I'm so excited to chat to her about how a book could potentially change your business. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast, where we talk about what it really takes to be a great mum and build a successful business. I'm your host, Caroline Partridge, and I truly believe it is possible to do both those things. What we need, though, is a combination of mindset, strategy, and support. This podcast is all about having conversations with other mums that are building businesses and me sharing my best tips and tricks for you to get your online business out there and explode your business so that you can have the impact and income you really want. If you're ready to chase your dreams with me, then let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business podcast. And today I'm really excited because I'm reconnecting with someone that I worked with in business a while ago. I don't even know if I want to own how much a while ago. A fair while ago, the amazing Jordan Wright, and she is an author and now, I guess, a ghostwriter slash book coach slash really just a lady that wants people to get their stories out there. She's all about empowering people to share whatever it is on their heart to share. And so she's going to talk today all about that kind of stuff. So Jordan, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it's crazy. When you reconnected, I was like, and I don't know. It's been it's been years anyway. Yeah, it has. It really has. It, it's been like, you know, previous businesses ago, which we'll get yeah. into in a minute. So um, yeah, awesome. So do you want to just let the audience that maybe don't know you um, know a little bit more about what you do? I mean, I kind of touched on it roughly, but what it is that you actually do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am, I call myself a ghost, um, an author and a nonfiction ghostwriter. So the reason I specify nonfiction is because of the way the processes that I use um, flow so much easier when the story is already there, when you're talking about an experience or um, an event that you've gone through or knowledge that you already have. Um, the processes that I use with my clients, it this, it just works fantastic with non-fiction um process with non-fiction stories and non-fiction processes and being a fiction author myself with my with my book that I have um released uh I know that these processes are a lot more difficult to weave in with fiction books so yeah so I call myself an author and a non-fiction ghostwriter to just specify that there are totally different processes when these two come together um which is hectic but so much fun at the same time yeah, awesome. I love this. And like I feel like I'm going to get an education today too, and I know the audience will. So this is this is so good. So, let's um let's just go quickly to how did you get here? Because when we worked together previously, you were doing something very different. So, yeah. It's been a bit of a journey, yeah. Yeah, I've gone from like VAing and Facebook adsing and social media marketing to just completely immersing myself in my writing. But the thing is, when we worked together, I was actually writing my novel at the same time. Um, but it was obviously, it took years for it to come out and to be finished. Being like, my daughter was, I think, eight months old, less, she was less than a year anyway when I started. And so, 
the dream of having it published and coming out and all this and being able to help other people write their stories was just that at the time, a dream. Um, and then it just kind of flipped overnight. So what happened is I finished my book, reached out to a few different publishers, didn't get any really any feedback. And then I got referred to a lady in the UK and she's absolutely phenomenal. So she's a hybrid publisher. So what happens is you have self-publishing where the author does it themselves and does all the marketing themselves and the printing themselves through Amazon or, or, or wherever else. Um, then you have your traditional publishers where you need to get a literary agent and they they actually pitch your book to the traditional publishers themselves. And you get like, they take about 75% of the you get like an advance, but they pay, take about 75% of the royalties and, the, and a bit of the creative control and all that kind of jazz. Um, but what happened is I found this hybrid publisher that was like the best of the self-publishing world and the best of the traditional publishing world. So you got full, got to keep full creative content, got 100% of the royalties. But on top of that, you also got like a traditionally, traditionally published styled book um, and you um, got the marketing, the marketing that would normally come with traditional publishing. So I went with her and she fell in love with my book just as much as what I fell in love with my book. And But when you work with a, a hybrid publisher, much like you would if you self-published, you pay you, you pay in advance and then in return you get everything um, that I mentioned and, and more through through working with her and her team. Um, and at the time, being, you know, a young mum with two little kids, oh, well, one kid and one about to pop at, at the time that it happened, um, I was really struggling to come up with the money to be able to pay for it and I was really worried. But then she she had a, a competition where you could actually win free publishing and she's quite popular, right? So there was a few hundred other authors that that signed up for this competition and it was on Twitter and I hardly ever use Twitter but I just happened to hop on and <laughs> and see this competition and I messaged her because we chatted before and I was like am I eligible for this because we've chatted and you know that I want to work with you and I've already sent you know my manuscript across and she was like yeah of course you are you know you just need to re-enter and resend the three chapters of your manuscript anyways fast forward about two months and I actually won this competition I won this publishing competition with this author, beating out a few hundred other different authors um, to get my book published. And it's now, it's been published. It was officially released last October to the point where people can actually physically hold it. And from there, it just, it just kind of snowballed because people came to me, like entrepreneurs would come to me or even, you know, rape victims have come to me because they want to share their stories or the entrepreneurs want someone to, to talk about their story with um, the last book that I actually completed was in the voice of my client's dog. <laughs> so, so, you know, she was, a, he was a service dog and he was, he, it was coming from the point of the service dog's perspective and, and all this kind of stuff. But what happened was when I won this publishing contract was people would come to me and say, you can write, you can help me with this. You know, this is something that you're actually quite good at. Um, and so now it's it's a dream come true because people pay me to learn their deepest secrets, to learn their deepest, you know, business tricks and hacks. And it's 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 absolutely incredible. But yeah, that's that's how it just kind of shifted. It just kind of snowballed into this amazing business that I've been able to create. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. Like I couldn't even <laughs> interrupt you in that. Cause I was just like, I have to hear the story. Like <laughs> this is no, it's so amazing. Like amazing that 
you know, you're so open about the process to create that first book and then the competition and just how everything fell into place. And the fact that that was ultimately then the catalyst for a new career is it's just, it's so good. So I know that people right now are like, so what is your book about? (laughs) So can you give us a quick synopsis of the Mandala Chronicles? Yeah, the Mandala Chronicles. So it's going to be a five series book at this stage. I'm a terrible planner for my fiction book. I, I tell everyone, they're like, how did you come up with this idea? And I'm like, it, I channeled it. It just, it just came through me. Um, <laughs> but so I call it a mix between Harry Potter and the secret because the inspiration behind it was just, you know, me and my brothers playing outside when we were kids with our sticks and saying spells and really immersing ourselves in the Harry Potter world, like me and like, it was a global phenomenon. It still is a global oh, yeah. phenomenon, you know, like, and then I just had this inspiration one day I was in the shower and I just had this thought, I was like, I was like, what if I could create my own fiction world, but really teach people through like manifestation and visualization and breath work and like talk about the ego and the voice in your head and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, have people immerse themselves in the, in the world that I created the same way that, we have immersed ourselves in Harry Potter and the just the most incredible thing is is that that's that's actually what's happening (laughs) that's that's actually what people are doing so um when I lived in Cairns my I became really good friends with the grade three teacher at my daughter's school and I gave her a copy of the book she read it she fell in love with it and started reading it to her grade uh, threes which is the eight-year-olds and um and the grade threes have absolutely lapped it up those eight-year-old kids would always just want to sit there and read the book all day and at, at the end of the day they would the bell the school bell would ring and they would be like we haven't done our gratitude today or we haven't done our visualization <laughs> or I haven't written down you know the things I'm thankful for and and stuff like that um, and she and she said to me as well, because I ta- I talk about in the book, like ego and the voice in your head and how the things that you're saying in your head aren't necessarily true. And because, I mean, when I was eight, I didn't I didn't know that, you know, you just seem to think you just think that the things you're thinking are, are true, are what, what actually is happening. And she said that after we went through that chapter and the experiences that my character was learning as well, um, she said she could physically see the anxiety release off like the kids shoulders like there she had a few kids that just carried a lot of anxiety and after they learned how to talk about it and realize that you know their thoughts aren't aren't the whole truth um she said they just they became whole new like kids they just began talking about their problems and their anxiety totally elevated which I mean, it gives me goosebumps because that's it. I mean, imagine it as an eight-year-old, you being an eight-year-old. I didn't do that when I was eight. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. And and I mean, there's the brain science to back it up. Until they're seven or eight, they honestly, they're just in that imprint stage. They believe everything that they hear. They take on everything that they hear. It's the most pivotal time in anyone's yeah. life, right? So the opportunity for them to hear about these concepts in a way that like makes sense to them and they feel like it's someone like them, that is like the key piece. Yeah. Well, I was a bit worried as well in the beginning because the main characters are 17. So I wanted to make it like available for all ages, but then once it got published and I have eight-year-olds loving it and 70-year-olds loving it, you know, I realized it's a genre love more so than an actual, you know, age kind of love. So 
um, the teacher, the grade three teacher said to me, she was like, because the eight-year-olds are still a little bit younger, they need to be guided into it, whether the parent reads the book to them or the teacher reads the book to them, but they just, they didn't want to put it down ever, which is the best feedback you could get as an author is I couldn't put the book down, you know? And we know that like our kids are our harshest critics. Like, I don't know about your kids, but my kids, like (laughs) if they think that something's crap, like I am going to know that they think it's crap. So (laughs) every night, money, dinner is yucky yeah (laughs) exactly exactly I love that that is so cool okay so I kind of gonna flip a little bit here because this is one of the one of the key things that I think we want people to to really understand and that is just what changes in someone's business when they add the title of author to themselves it just gives so much credibility so much credibility like people with books just immediately are seen as experts especially if it's like a properly published you know professional looking book which again is why I went with my publisher because to have that professional you know amazing looking book the first day I saw my cover I cried because it just (laughs) took my breath away you know um but yeah to have that that just that shiny book next to your name and to have something to refer people to. So if they don't buy your course or your, or your services, or whatever, you can then send the, sell them the book. You know, it's, a, it's an extra added income stream, which when used properly can, you know, get you to that six-figure plus level that many people are looking for. Um, and, you know, and as, as is everything, it's an investment in the beginning, but the return is just so so incredible um I can't wait until my I want to finish this first series of books and then do my own non-fiction about my journey and the stories and all that kind of stuff and I cannot wait um because by then I'll have helped so many people um with their ghostwriting as well that it's it's going to be such an incredible journey and to see people's faces light up when they see they're a manuscript that we've worked with together it's just it gives me goosebumps because I mean, as, as is everything, you can look back at a piece of work that you've done and you're like, oh, this is so crap. But then someone else reads it and they're like, oh my God, you got the energy perfect. Or you totally, you totally like understand what I'm thinking. And the the comments I get a lot is you understand my soul. Um, And it took me a while. I I knew what they meant, but it took me a while until I realized that, you know, ghostwriting and writing is such a spiritual practice because you really have to tap into the other person's energy. You know, you can't just sit there and write what you think. You really have to sit there and you kind of have this like golden cord between you and the act, like between me and the person whose book it is to really kind of understand what it is that they want. And I do this with a lot of my clients that I do like articles for or blog posts for or even Facebook content for as well. Um, A lot of the time I can be like, oh, is this what they want? And I'm just kind of typing. And then the feedback is 99% of the time is, yes, this is exactly what I needed or this is exactly what I wanted. But yeah, but it, it took me a while to realize there is that there's that total energetic cord between, you know, mm. me as a writer and like the actual, you know, author as the client, you know. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that as a way to think about it because I guess, you know, some people might be thinking, well, you know, if I want to write a book, you know, is it really me if I'm having someone help me do that? And that that just really speaks to that whole aspect of it because it's such a collaboration. And as you said, the energy is so connected. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm lucky that I've never had people come to me worried about it because, I mean, people, one, people, a lot of people don't have the time to do the full editing process and stuff like that, mm. which I actually love. I love doing the editing. <laughs> um, but the second thing is, is that because of the processes that I use um, and the way that I help people get their books out there, it's 100% you because I work, I tap into that energy with people. I give them a few power questions. I teach them how to use their phone to do it in a quarter of the amount of time it takes. And yeah, they can do it from anywhere, like grocery shopping, on the toilet, in the car. You know, it's <laughs> I love it's it. the, easy, it's it's the easiest process. Yeah. It's, it's, the perfect. Easiest it's, process. it's so perfect for the moms out there too yeah. that are just like, dude, nothing more on my to-do list. All right. I'm yeah. Done. Like, yeah. I love yeah. that. That's so good. So to follow on then, who are the sort of people that you work with? Yes. Yeah, so I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. So um, I work with a lot of moms. I work with a lot of um, like uh, people, a lot of the people, This it's just been this incredible snowball effect. A lot of the people I'm working with right now are actually Bob Proctor consultants. Um, and they're all sharing their like thinking into results stories as well, how they've come from like rags to riches and all this kind of stuff. Um, and their like journey from the bottom to the top. Um, I work with a lot of people who, I work with people who have been, you know, sexually assaulted, sexually, sexually abused, which is difficult because it's such a difficult story to touch on. But because people are becoming more aware of it now and it's becoming less of an accepted, because I mean, it was never accepted, but it was accepted. Mm-hmm. It's becoming less accepted that people are now coming and sharing their stories, um, which is so important. Um, I've written from it, like I think I mentioned, a dog's perspective. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I love that idea. That's a cool yeah. book. Yeah, it was so cool because it was a service dog. And I and like I said before, I get paid to learn all these incredible things. I didn't know half these things about the journey of the service dog or what, you know, you're, you're supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing that's best for the, like their, their um, dependent human and all that kind of jazz, you know. So it was incredible. But, yeah, so entrepreneurs, mums, I, I kind of work with anyone who has that story that they want to tell and they're ready to take that leap into having that credibility added to their name. Cause like I said, it is an investment. It's a lot of my time. It's, you know, your time, you know, there's a lot of blood, sweat, tears added into these manuscripts, you know? And I think as, as you guys all know, when you undersell, when you undercharge, you undersell. Um, and mm. I <laughs> recently went through and actually worked out, you know, how much, if I was charging them for an article or whatever, if I worked out how much it would cut, co- it would, cost for me to do this book at the same rate if I did as I did my articles um and I was massively undercharging I was like no wonder I'm kind of getting these I was getting really good people but it wasn't like the top of the range mm-hmm. and I was like oh and then as soon as I upped my prices I got like the best the like soulmate clients you know and it okay, was just, just, that one just everybody hear that okay <laughs> like the, uh, the business coach is coming out of me but just everybody hear that when you charge your worth the most amazing clients come out like it's yeah. so true yeah so true. I love it. You, you tend to know subconsciously when you're undercharging. And so you just kind of expect the crappy clients to come through. Whereas it's terrifying to have your prizes because you're like, how am I going to pay for everything? But you just meet the people that you, people have money for the things that they want. And people want books. They want their yes. own books, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's yeah. the key thing, right? People are willing to pay for the things that give them credibility, for the things that fulfill that need to tell their story too. And that's yeah. so powerful about some of, you know, for some of the clients that you've worked with, like just sharing that story and getting that out there, helping other people, but also that cathartic process of working through it themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is as well, like I know your story is so incredible, like with you going from the Aussie allergy mom to doing this and even in your relationships and how that's all worked in and with your kids. And I know you had a, you were worried about your dad as well um, and all this kind of stuff. Like people, this is just the, the, you know, the writer in me, people need to hear that crap. <laughs> you know? They do. They totally yeah. do. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And it's, everyone has a story. Like everybody everyone. has something to share. That's, yeah. that's the and key thing. The thing that the, a lot of people say to me is, oh, I won't sell any copies. No one wants to hear it. And I have to say to them, I'm like, just because people in your direct vicinity don't want to hear your story doesn't mean that anyone doesn't want to hear your story. You're just not surrounding yourself with the people who have who, who need it, you know. And the world, you're actually doing the world a disservice by not writing your story it's it's like everyone has something that someone needs to hear whether it's a sentence in the book a chapter in the book a paragraph in the book the entire bloody book you know everyone's going to get at least one thing out of your book and it's going to change their life whether they or you realize it so I think the more people that just take the leap and write their bloody books you know just the more the world genuinely needs it like books are not going out of trend (laughs) at all (laughs) totally absolutely yeah though they're not disappearing no no (laughs) in fact they're getting more popular like so much more popular and um there's people out there specifically dedicated for indie books whether you do go the self or the traditional um the self or the hybrid publishing is classed as an indie book if you go the traditional publishing you know airports i know so many people just go to the airport and pick a book you know if you have that cover that eye-catching cover chances are it'll be yours you know it's yeah. yeah, it's so many things, and it and it's going to change people's lives. Like I said, either in either in a big way or a small way, whether you both realize it or not, there's going to be something in there that will change someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Oh, so exciting! <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so if someone's listening right now and they're like, "Oh, okay, this is the third time in a week that someone's told me I should write a book. I'm getting the signs, universe. Like this is this is happening. What does the process look like?" Yeah, so it's actually really simple. So first of all, we would just jump on a quick connection call, chat about, you know, um, what you want your book to look like, how my processes work, whether they fit in with you, um, pricing, all that kind of jazz. I like to be really upfront with my pricing because I hate it when people are like, oh, this is great. And then they send you an email two weeks later and you're like, well, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) You know, I like to be upfront with everything. Um, And then, yeah, we organize it. So I tend to do fortnightly calls if we need to. We don't always need to, depending on how... um, easily you're you're going through the, the question and the processes that I share with you um and then yeah and then it's literally you get started on the the talking basically you talk into your phone it's <laughs> basically the process yep. you, talk, you, you do your talking and then as soon as you've done the first chapter that's when I can get started and I can just start following you behind everything um and it's totally um what's the word I'm looking for being a writer it's totally like I'm totally open with everything. I use Google Docs for everything. And so every change that I make, you're aware of. Every question I ask, you're aware of. If I'm not sure of something, you're aware of it. You know, it, because it, it's your book, I'm just basically editing it and formatting it and making it super aesthetically pleasing. And um, 
you know, for yourself and the readers. So I'm completely open with everything. If there's something I think um, that should be added, I'll let you know. Um, if there's something you want added, you can let me know. You know, there's no, there's no, I would, I want to say there's no set structure. There is, but there's no like rigid, this needs to be done this, this needs to be done that. It, writing and, and doing that sort of stuff is such an intuitive process that I like to work intuitive, intuitively with my clients while they're doing it. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, it's so much less scary than what people think. Let's just yeah. say that. Like yeah. if people are out there thinking, oh, my God, I wouldn't even know where to get started, then this is the perfect way to go because it's like, well, yeah. this is where we start and let's move through this. But there's still that beautiful, creative, collaborative process. Yeah, and the reason I love doing it with questions and voice typing is because people are so much more authentic when they're talking than when they're writing because you don't need to worry about the punctuation or the sentence structure or whether it makes sense or whether you're spelling anything correctly and blah, blah, blah. It's all done for you. Like I don't – you should see some of the scripts, many scripts that I've received. It's like gibberish, but, you know, (laughs) it's not your problem. It's mine. (laughs) You know, it's my my job after you've given it to me to sort through it. That's what you're paying me for. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So good. So, so good. Okay. All right. Well, I always have one final question that I ask everyone. I probably should have like warned you about this beforehand, but it's okay. It's not super hard. (laughs) And that is what is your top tip for juggling motherhood and business? Because you've got two little ones, I know, and you've just spent a fair bit of time, including the whole whack of COVID with very little family support. So, you know, juggle central. Yeah. What is your biggest tip for doing that juggle? Tequila. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, we can do that. Okay. Tequila is always an option. (laughs) Um, Just find the easiest way to do things. Like perfection isn't the key here. Just find the easiest way to do it. Like if you need whatever it is that you need to do, like for a lot of my clients, I would voice type my, their articles for them and then I would edit them. And that's basically where this process came from, um, is me finding the easiest way to do something while I had zero time and then change and then formatting it later. Um, so yeah, just don't stress about perfection. Just find the easiest way to get it done. Yes. I love that. I was only talking to a client this morning about this whole perfection thing, (laughs) this constantly getting ready to get ready, like, and not actually getting stuff out there. So I love that. That's perfect. And then also as a backup, there's always tequila. So absolutely. Always (laughs) have it You You never know. Either way. Either way. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jordan. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You are totally welcome. It's been great to reconnect. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was so amazing to reconnect with Jordan and to be able to share some of her story. We will include all of the links so that you can connect with her in the in uh, the show notes for the podcast. Just a quick reminder from me that if you loved this episode, I would love you to head on over to iTunes uh, and rate and review the show that helps us get the word out there. And don't forget to, if you post your biggest takeaway to your Instagram stories and tag me at bizcoachcaroline, or if you post your biggest takeaway from this episode inside the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Facebook group. You will go in the running each month. I will be drawing out one person that is helping me to get the word out there about the podcast uh, and gifting them a 30-minute one-to-one breakthrough call with me where we can just get stuck into what is going to move your business forward next. So make sure not to miss out on that opportunity. 
tag me on Instagram in your stories or pop a post into the group. Let us know what you've loved about this episode and I will see you guys next week for another amazing episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Juggling Motherhood and Online Business Podcast. So that you can hear more from us and more people can find us, make sure that you head on over and hit subscribe and leave us a rating or review. If you would like to have more conversations just like this, join us inside our Facebook group, Juggling Motherhood and Online Business. Make sure to tune in next week when another episode of the podcast drops. See you then.